0: Hello and welcome to another fantabulous episode of the OST Party. This is a movie soundtrack podcast where movie fans and music fans come together and have a rocking good time talking about all of your favorite movie soundtracks. Hi, my name is Joseph Wade. I'll be your host for this evening. Here with me tonight is my lovely and belligerent co-host Libby Cudmore. Libby, welcome back.
1: Yes, it's good to it's good to be back. Um, and we have some guests today, which is exciting. Uh, Gentlemen, identify yourself.
0: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh. Or, or rather, I'll, I'll introduce them. Uh, Niall and Dwayne from uh, the Secret of the Sailor Madness podcast, our friends from across the pond, are here to discuss this week's soundtrack. Gentlemen, hmm. how are you today, tonight, this evening? Eh. Middling to fair.
2: <laughs> but all
0: the better for talking
3: to you folks.
2: Yeah, I'm Grant. Oh. Oh, don't. <laughs> yeah.
3: You flatter us.
1: We're happy to have you guys. And this was actually. Uh, your pick tonight we're talking about uh, interstellar 5555 which you guys actually reached out to pitch to us and we were quite pleased yeah well
3: i gotta be hand on heart this was at, at Dwayne's uh prompting more so than anything else because as you may have heard in the news folks listening at home daft punk mm. have ended their creative endeavor together and it seemed fitting to uh just talk about this and its situation to, uh the album, Discovery, is just film in the month and the
0: year of its 20th anniversary. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a uh, fortuitous timing on pretty much everybody's part.
1: Yeah, we 100% planned this. Of course we did.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: We broke up Daft Punk. What? So Fucking do it you, do an episode on their weird <laughs> anime.
0: Just to record this episode. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The OST <laughs> Party heel turn has finally come. It was us, Austin. <laughs> uh, well let's make it all worth it, folks. Yes. <laughs> uh so uh gentlemen, tell us a little bit about uh Daft Punk. Uh
2: right, so Daft Punk. Uh there are two French lads, uh Thomas banglaterre and God, oh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Guy Manuel de Homem Cristo. Uh, too many names needs to shorten it uh, but they decided you know it's easier than being fucking music producers uh, dressing up as robots and being music producers so um, <laughs> it, it worked out for them for like a considerable amount of years um, yep yeah, they have put out how many albums is it like two uh, Let's see. Homework,
3: Discovery, Human After All, and Random Random Access Memories. It's kind of four big ones. There are a couple of uh, ones with remixes and so forth. And uh, and you know.
2: got the Tron Legacy thing, which is another. Oh, uh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, besides, like, which it seems like a small amount of albums for the amount of time they've been around. But for the most part, like. Um, a lot of their stuff would have been like, like you said, not like remixes, uh, live shows and remixes at live shows, that kind of thing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. They're very much like a band experiment or an act like experimented as well with the kind mm. of image, the mystique, if you will, of uh, what they're actually doing. There's, the name actually came from one of their earlier efforts. that were kind of slated mm. in a review of one saying, oh, they're putting out this sounds like this daft, punky trash. It's like, that's a pretty nifty name, right there. I suppose they're kind of embracing the, the critique and just running with it. Yeah, um. yeah.
2: It's it's the Led Zeppelin method of take the insult, make it your name. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> and I suppose I suppose as well, like they just sort of wanted to just make kind of fun music for the clubs for, the, for the fun house music. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, which I mean, is like sort like wide...
1: remember clubs.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like maybe a year after not being allowed to be disco robots, uh, probably like made them go, like, "Are we good? I think we're good." Um, well, they knew, I mean, like, even though they wearing knew. a full helmet is probably like the best way to enjoy house music, probably. I don't know. <laughs> it's also
0: the best way to like navigate a, a, a COVID nineteen world, but. <laughs> but uh, I, as far as discovery goes, their second album. I know I've read that um, they basically recorded this album as a way of kind of escaping their reputation from the first album because that first one came out and there were lots of copycats trying to kind of mimic what they were doing. And I guess they thought that was kind of a bummer. So they decided to switch gears, become robots and do something else. (laughs) (laughs) And that kind of seems to- Don't we all?
1: We all just decide to become robots and do something else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good career change.
3: It's a good plan yeah so the impetus for was they felt with, with homework it felt just like that like homework they were kind of just putting it out uh and it was like the most efficient the most like honed um music that would still fit this the kind of scene of, of the clubs and all of the energies at, at the time but they kind of do something a bit more kind of playful a bit more kind of messing around so mm-hmm. that's how what's how where they adopted the, the robot personas um just so they could kind of just Kind of a bit more freedom to mess around with us because there'd be less, I suppose, uh, people looking into like, the oh, they're kind of associating it. Oh, who's this? This is Jabroni, is this making music? <laughs> um, it's also the smart that? thing <laughs> of
2: wearing masks because, like, they, they did that in a few of the press stuff, they didn't have the robot uh versions. At, uh, by the time they were doing homework, they were using other masks and stuff, but uh, it's a real good way to be in the public eye and be a, a famous person and also be able to take that the fuck off and just go down the shops when you exactly. want exactly um it's very, like it's just like oh yeah that's that's fairly handy all right
3: yeah and that kind of let them focus then on doing discovery which was uh for them they were feeling very nostalgic They're kind of thinking back to their childhood days they just wanted to like make me just, just to kind of play around with and to kind of just mess around with it. and put on a personal can kind of, give give the freedom to do that because we, mm-hmm. we can just make what we want put out uh with less fear or risk, or having to pay attention to what people might be detracting us, like certainly it didn't didn't work entirely because then they got compared to Kraftwerk, who were doing the robot yep. thing like like decades before. It's like they were doing it better, and they went all the way because they were actually doing the thing where they were robots programmed to make an electronic music. Whereas Daphne, hmm. this seen a bit more kind of kitschy, is in a bit more, I don't know, a bit too mainstream, man.
2: We already know about the European music robots. Give us something new. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, like you said, they were trying to do the, the nostalgia thing and kind of looking back to their childhood and their influences, uh, kind of visual influences kind of thing. And obviously when you're French, uh, you tend to go towards your anime French uh, collaborations, which uh, kind of got, I, I assume they went to Leiji Matsumoto because they were big fans of his work from way back. Mm. Oh, for Wait, real. Wait,
1: is there, is like French anime, is that a thing? Oh is yeah, that, for like, sure. A lo- Really?
2: That's, Ooh, been, that's been there from ages. Like, I I only saw like Ulysses thirty one because I was seeing the English dub of the French dub of the anime. Basically, um, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, like cartoons are like a completely different fucking ballpark on mainland Europe. Like the comics obviously do very well. Like, there's no one in France or Belgium and kind of thing who wouldn't consider themselves at least familiar with, if not a fan of Tintin, that kind of thing. Oh, mm.
0: of course. Right, and then also well, also you've got, like, um, like Lupin Third, which is, like, a huge of like, course. decade-spanning mm. franchise based oh, yeah. on, like, a French, you know, character ported yeah, over yeah. Japan. So, like, it's, yeah, it all kind of mixes together.
1: I did not know mm-hmm. that.
0: Don't forget as well that
3: anime itself is, it's kind of, a, it's a French loanword to the Japanese language, so
0: it's a I very kind of me. circuitous thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, this is why huh. we had you guys on the show. I, I love this. <laughs> I love that.
1: Yes. This is so educational. So, h- yeah. having
0: pulled all that together with Discovery, then Daft Punk decided that the be- I guess the best way to market the film, the best way to get the film out there, is to have an accompanying uh, anime feature to go mm-hmm. along with it. Right? Yeah. Uh,
3: cuz when they got thinking uh to you know back to the cartoons they watched and as well as held true for a lot of people in France who were been watching the same cartoons as well when they were yeah, kids yeah. Uh, back in the mid 70s and into early 80s mm. and big when things on there that were really like influential and there would have been to what's the of of Lady Matsumoto, who had a big um, he's like a a well-regarded figure in anime and manga circles he's a, he's a manga artist uh and he was basically what was on tv to tell you what was lots of he worked on So things like space Pirate captain harlock about who was space pirate dude uh they would have seen uh, Space space battle which would have been um put in the english in the english as the starblazers uh, mm-hmm. Basically, but lots of things was uh, very romantic stuff of like old kind of uh, kind of Oh, not the spaceships, literally like old ships in space. Like the Yamato itself was like the World War Two era battleship that was sunk, but now it's been refitted as like a spaceship to go and like uh, save save the planet Earth instead. So there, yeah, they're Galaxy talking-
2: Express Nine 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 is a, involving a space mm-hmm. train. So it's like old yes. technology that is very um, like like modernizing this kind of idealism to retro-style technology, but in a futuristic kind of way of looking at it in that it brings us together, it allows us to do a thing we couldn't before.
4: Yeah. Like so
1: podcast th- across the ocean. Yeah, <laughs>
3: it's amazing. Yeah. Hmm. So exactly. this, this, I kind of thought this is like the dude that we, that, we, that we revered, you know, a lot of the things we've seen that we've seen on, on, on TV when we were kids. Um, just kind just of reach, reach out to this guy and chance our arm and see what happens with it. And I had like a friend who was, you know, uh, kind of, he was a go-between bilingually and... Alicia Mazumoto said, yeah, sure, I'll meet with these dudes. I've heard of Daft Punk. Um, like, I, I was trying to find this interview. Um, I, I remember I read it in the back of a magazine, but I couldn't mm. find like, like a, a copy of it online, but I, I, I know for sure. But it was like, it, was, it came up, oh yeah, you, meet, you met Daft Punk. What was that like? Yeah, I'd heard of them. Um, I was talking with this dude about setting up a meeting, so I said, like, oh, sure, I'll meet him. And I knew them from press photos of like, two guys in robot masks. Uh, I'll talk to them. Then one day, two dudes like doorbell rings two guys two nervous looking gentlemen are outside he's like uh can I help you uh, hi we're Daft Punk we're big fans sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, cool. and they got to talking and you know and like Pharaoh um, he was pretty receptive to the idea um it's probably as well like they Neji Matsumoto, uh, even he's, he's still like working and kind of doing like least il- illustration work like nowadays, he's still mm-hmm. rooted in a very sixties, seventies, very romantic idea of like of, of science fiction. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of marries very well with that Punk because like a lot of the influences that they have and what they sample a lot is very sixties seventies kind of funky things. So they're mm-hmm. kind of like drawn from inspirations from very similar eras. So it was a very complementary partnership that they had.
0: Mm-hmm. and it, it does the final product it does really work it really evokes kind of a, a 70s feel both like the disco style music and just the, the style of the anime like it, knowing it comes from the 2000s uh, if you didn't know it came from the 2000s rather it, you would think this was like an old school anime for sure yeah that's mm-hmm. actually
1: what um what my husband ian said when he came in the room he's like this looks like it's from the 80s what are you watching it's like it's from two thousand three.
2: If you could put a filter over it, like that, look made it look like an old VHS or something like that, some artifacting or hmm. something. Um, that would definitely you could nearly trick someone into thinking that. And again, the 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 music samples are it's kind of coming from um a lot of disco and funk. Um, so again, that that's just leaning you into thinking that it's it's that kind of way. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's a very authentic product. Hmm. Though, like that, they if uh, honestly, I mean, my sort of I. Uh, relationship with that style of anime comes from like 1998 and like uh the sci-fi channels Mm, saturday mm. morning anime and so Mm. seeing like galaxy express 999 uh it was very it was very familiar and yeah if you could have cut that with like sci-fi commercials their old logo and everything Mm. i would have felt right at home but yeah this (laughs) came out then when i was in college Mm -hmm. which again sort of fascinates me that it, it constructs that look so accurately yeah. The look and the sound, yeah. while uh, also sounding exactly like <laughs> two thousand three. <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: I was meaning to ask you as well. Um, mm. this, this based on, like, from, from what I know from talking to you, all these many years over podcasts and other sorts things like that uh, over internet and all that. How uh, do you ever listen to this album before at any great length? Because is it your kind of music? Like what, what way did you feel about it?
0: Mm-hmm. Joe uh well for my part i mean this this is the one death punk album I do own on vinyl oh and lovely. i i this mm. is one I will frequently put on when i'm doing housework like just today, I was listening to this when I was out in the garden planting uh vegetables so mm. it's it's one that I, I I kind of frequently go to, but it's also one that I definitely can just zone out and work to because a lot of the music's very loopy and repetitive and mm. yeah i I like death punk but I'm more kind of a casual fan, like I know a lot of the hits and I'm a fan of those, but otherwise I have never really delved that far into it. Mm-hmm. Libby, what about you?
1: This I was excited for this one because I don't know a whole lot about Daft Punk. Obviously like I know the hits, I knew one more time. I really like uh get lucky, but this is this was really kind of all new to me. So it was it was kind of a neat experience uh getting to listen to it this way. Um mm. uh, it's i'm just gonna come out and say it right now it's not my thing i'm sort of interested Mm -hmm. in understanding it a little bit more this didn't land for me at this point
0: Mm. but
1: that's not to say that in a different context it might not have like i could see where this would work on a dance floor but me sitting on the couch in my Steely Dan shirt and my grandpa card again. <laughs>
4: sure.
1: Watching anime, like it didn't quite hit the way mm. that I would have liked it to.
3: What have I become? <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: But there was there was some stuff that I, I actually really did enjoy. So, um, I Joe, I like what you said about it being like sort of housework music, like
3: from homework <laughs> to housework.
1: Yeah, it's meditative in that mm-hmm. sense.
2: Yeah a lot a lot of their better stuff does tend to be like that and I, I think Discovery is one of their better albums that I could like there's a lot of albums where I'm just like okay skip this track not my favourite oh I'll skip to my favourite that kind of thing this one I'll just let fucking play all the way through so I, I yeah, get what you yeah. mean like you can just like let it run and you're good yep it's it's it's
3: been embedded on any music playing device I've had since I first got it <laughs> um, because this was for me it was the first album by a single artist or act that I bought with my own money uh, oh oh cool because oh, nice. I was I was a kid growing up in rural Ireland. I was still uh, taping it off the radio. And mm-hmm. with whatever like, pocket money you get as well, you were, uh probably, what more bang for your bucks? You're going for more, I'll go for the soundtrack to this film. Hey, hey, hey.
4: hey. Or like, some <laughs> kind of
3: compilation of things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was the first one where I thought, oh, I actually quite like how this goes. I I, I got in the single of one oh, more time already. I thought, no, oh, I got the, the album as well. Because, you know, I like what, the, what they're laying down here. And mm-hmm. that was before mm-hmm. I knew about the anime thing. Um, I was Incidentally, Leiji Matsumoto, who mm-hmm. made uh, Space Pirate Captain Harlock, that was the first anime watched, I knew was anime. Uh, I was oh, age yeah, six yeah. or seven, mm-hmm. or thereabouts. And this was the all you know, kind of culmination of that it was... Then, like i saw later on tell you oh that an album you own now they're making like anime music videos of that like, <gasps> <laughs> who's, oh, who's god, said the me- guy from my childhood be-
2: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's
3: all happening at once yeah, yeah. and
1: it's funny because i went down that the rabbit hole of of this studio which was hmm. blanking on the the name of the studio
3: uh toy animation yeah
1: toy Animate yeah and they did uh mapletown which I remember as a little girl, like I had hmm. all the little Maple Town figures. So it's like, oh, it all it all comes back around.
3: Yeah, like, toy animation kind of the perennial uh, kind of parade of seminal childhood favorites. Uh, yes, that, hmm. that's just the Studio that animated Dragon Ball, for example. For and and incidentally, they actually got a, a lot of some staff who worked on Dragon Ball uh, to work on this. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Katsuhita Takenuchi is the director of it alongside AJ Matsumoto. He was like a Dragon Ball storyboarder for years, and mm-hmm. Daisuke Nishio, who's the Dragon Ball director for the majority of that first part, of it, anyway, he was on the storyboarding as well. Um, and even like the animation director, he's uh, for years as well been uh, doing the same job in various iterations of, of Sailor Moon and Pretty Cure. Uh, Pretty Cure, <laughs> an ongoing franchise to this day, uh, mm-hmm. which is probably been a lot of young kids starting points for watching anime as well yep. uh which and continuing to find tradition of you know, magical girl shows you know that had to be about sparkles and rainbows what if like sailor moon they actually just got to start throwing hands you know like rather than like rather than, rather, than, rather, than, rather than save the day with sparkles and rainbows how about we, we like dive kick the monster instead that's, <laughs> that's much cooler
4: hmm. um, so, now, so speaking oh, of
0: all that all that old school anime the first hmm. i remember very distinctly the first time i ever saw this film or clips from it was on Adult Swim in their Tsunami block, because that's where they premiered at least the first three or four of videos before the full feature actually came out.
2: Yeah, yeah, because obviously they came out after the uh, album. I remember them doing the rounds on the various music channels um, back in the day, um, and I, it just sort of made more fever pitch for me, just like, oh, fuck, this looks great. Um, But yeah, I I was curious uh, when I asked you there, did that really go across the water at all? Because a lot of the time, while while generally in English speaking countries, Ireland and England and that kind of thing, um, you you get the bands tend to do better if they sing in English. Um, We we did get a lot of the carryover from uh, European acts and stuff. Um, you you'd, people who didn't make it in France kind of move into England, uh, like boy bands and shit. Or you, you know, we'd, we'd have heard of Kraftwerk and that kind of thing. You, you, things would cross the water, especially things that are more universal like this. And and Daft Punk was more dance music, so it was easier to sell, I suppose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And oh, then... you kids
1: with your tsunami! You're all so young. You kids with your anime just everywhere. You didn't have to order it in clamshell cases from some weird store in New York City.
0: I, don't know I what feel what like about. I'm old as the hills. I, I... I feel like I should back up and say, when I, saw, when I saw this the first time, I said, well, that looks weird and also not like something I would want to watch. And it uh, wasn't okay. until much, much later when I actually got into into Daft Punk and animation in general that I was kind of like, okay, I'll give this a try now. <laughs> but
1: I, did... I just watched it today. This is brand new for me.
0: Mm. See, mm. like this was coming out, like
2: uh, I would have been in... I was in college at this stage, yeah, yeah. Um so okay. like the yeah. and I was going to art college as well, so I'd watched those those music videos of like Chris Cunningham and Michelle Gondry and seen their their videos, collaborations with Daft Punk. It's one of the few times I remember them being in interviews helmetless, uh that kind of thing. Um so yeah, yeah. no, it was it was fun to kind of uh see them. Do something completely mad, and that, that's been like a lot of their fucking shit. Um, just just trying something completely different in each album, or if not completely different, then a, a significant departure from the last album.
1: Right, right. Mm. All, right. all right. Well, should well, we get into it?
0: We should get into it, but before we do, and I I feel like everybody is like tensing up in horror. I do have some billboarding school for you.
1: I was I was going to ask okay. you. <laughs> but, I love billboarding school.
0: Uh, so discovery, which uh, Interstellar five 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 is based on the album was released March 12th, 2001. It mm. entered the charts, uh, March 31st, the, the U S billboard charts. I mean, March 31st, 2001 at number 44. The number one album that week was Shaggy's Hot Shot album. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the top soundtrack at number 13 was the soundtrack to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So,
2: Hell yeah. Oh no, um, that's well. good.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, that, uh, America fair was all about that, that old timey Southern, uh, sound. Um, this this album fell off the charts, you know, slowly after 15 weeks. Like it was at its peak at 44, slowly fell off the charts in, in July, uh, July 14th, when the number one album was Alicia Keys' song "As an A Minor." Top soundtrack that week was Moulin Rouge at number seven.
4: Ooh, oh,
1: chill yeah. just went through my body.
0: <laughs> Can't win them all. However, them there all. is a twist here because Discovery re-entered the charts. March 21st, 2015 at number 23 for exactly one week. Huh.
1: Why uh-huh. was that?
0: Uh, that was two years after uh, Random Access Memories. So I think people just finally got into Daft Punk all of a sudden.
1: For one week.
0: For exactly one <laughs> week. We all thought,
1: we're all going to get into Daft Punk and then realized this isn't for me.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently a lot of people did because it hit 23 and then the next week it was
4: gone. <laughs>
0: But that week, the number one that album was, a... was Kelly Clarkson's Piece by Piece. And the top nice. soundtrack at number two was Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: Oh, well, Danny Elfman did that one, so that's cool. Mm.
0: Hmm. Uh, okay. yes, uh, Sure. <laughs> I'll I'll let you have that one.
1: Hey, Danny Elfman getting work is fine by me. We all got to eat, right?
0: That's fair. Sure. That's fair.
3: Yeah. I was trying to check on my end for any kind of numbers. I, I can only really get the UK chats Probably close enough. I don't know to uh, what Ireland was. Most uh, of the
2: time we were copycats. Ireland's notoriously bad for keeping records like that so don't worry about it.
3: Yeah. The score really got as far as, uh, as number two under there and stayed there for two weeks before we kind of a trickling down. Uh, it was held there uh, for, for a number of times by the album song by Eva Cassidy
4: Ooh. which was an impressive oh, yeah.
3: feat since seeing as she had died in
0: 1998. Mm. <laughs> wow. Well that's, that's fantastic. I, I never think to look at Uh, foreign charts but i know you know this album must have charted around the world so thank you for that
2: yeah Mm. thank you for that um when i was checking the numbers on things i was like uh, how how much did this actually take to make and it was like four million which is really fucking good for an animation uh for context the same year uh brother bear by disney took 46 million to make and uh (laughs) the sinbad legend of the seven seas uh took 60 million uh, but wow. also for also for context, uh, we talked about it on your podcast, your other podcast before, Joe. Um, Tokyo Godfathers, also same year, two point four million. I don't oh. know how they do it so fucking cheap. It's crazy. Work
3: <laughs> ethic, outsourcing, and uh, pff, that to spirit,
2: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. probably
1: not having to bring in celebrity voice actors that
2: definitely saved them on this one i would think it's like well you already have all the background uh music for it you do not need any voiceovers you're good (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and in fact there's hardly any sound effects to the film at all there are a few but it's very sparse Mm -hmm. very very sparse so now i guess now's the time we have to get into uh the film interstellar 5555 which follows the album pretty much one for one Mm-hmm. It's, it's yes. start, it starts, let's just go ahead and jump in, with the Daft Punk song every, Pretty Much Everybody Knows and Loves, One More Time. Uh, so let's take a listen mm-hmm. to that.
4: One more time, what? I'm gonna celebrate, oh yeah, all right, stop the dancing. One more time, what? I'm gonna celebrate, oh yeah, all right, I'll stop the dancing.
1: One more time, what? I'm gonna celebrate even before we said it, you all were already kind of singing it in your head. It's, yep. it,
3: it's spooling up right there. This yep. the, 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 just like, you know, that little bit where it was just kind of, it sounds like it's playing off the radio just
2: in the background in the kitchen somewhere and mm-hmm. then it kicks in.
3: Mm-hmm. One more time. <laughs> boom, boom, boom,
2: boom, boom, boom. boom. Uh, yeah, and this was one of the um, the ones that was released as a, I, not, not so much a single, but as a music video. Uh, this was one of the ones doing the rounds and if they ain't going to catch you on this one, then I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Did you ever see or remember the old music video? It was kind of the placeholder one they had for this. Uh, no. I was really into this song when mm. I just from hearing it. Uh, but that was for any anime or religion. It was, wasn't in the picture at all. Mm. Uh, mm. It was just sort of like, you know, oh, this like kind of swirling technical graphics going on. It's like, oh, it looks kind of cool to watch, but the song is where it's at. Mm. Like I'm a
1: screensaver.
3: Something like <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. Like a robot would have. <laughs>
1: But, um, yeah, this song, my sort of introduction to this, I think was probably, yeah, just hearing it around, but I remember there was a Saturday Night Live bit, I think, where I'm probably going to botch this, but it's this weird, vague memory of a skit where Jimmy Fallon played a DJ that only played this song just like (coughs) 37 times in a row (laughs) at a party. And so that's what I always think of when I hear this song, which is unfortunate because I hate Jimmy Fallon. But yeah, mm. this one is very, very catchy and accessible, and it's not its fault. It has a little bit of like a uh, frat bro guy named Chad vibe going for it. That's <laughs> frat bro guy named Chad's fault mm. for playing mm. it too much.
0: Mm. I mean, the the title lends itself to endless repeats, right? One more time. Yeah. Oh, just oh, one the, the audience wants
2: it. Once. No, those are the lyrics. Um, <laughs> this
3: was this was like absolute gold. Or, you know, a song is, is is like really hit it big when you hear it used for the for uh, put over at the promos uh, for TV on, on TV channels when they're like doing promos for their own content. Hmm. And this was this is the first choice every time for a couple of years after the fact. It was any promo for anything is like one one more time. It's like yes, we're showing this uh, repeat of. Uh, license to kill one more time <laughs> how's it to james bond i don't know it's a cool song right uh, that's amazing Sunday at nine.
1: Mm. that's the craziest thing um for me because this is playing the band which is unnamed at this point is playing it for a packed house of aliens mm. um that's gonna be me when i get vaccinated
0: <laughs> go blue. Blue. i feel like you should
2: check with your doctor if you go blue that's not normal
0: Do not inject silver directly into the bloodstream
1: (laughs) No, I'm absolutely going to the first live show I don't care what it is I don't care if it's some guy named Chad Playing this song 37 (laughs) times in a row at a party I just need to be out
0: (laughs) No, I don't blame Uh, you a bit That's mm. exactly where I want to be
1: Yeah, it's like aspirational at this point Like, look (laughs) at all those people Unmasked, dancing This is great. (laughs) They're having so much fun. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But yeah, we're we're on an alien planet with a huge concert going on. Everybody's loving it. Everybody's having a great time. The music is bumping. And then uh, I don't even know how to describe them. Some terrorist henchmen storm Mm. the concert and kidnap the band, knocking them out with sleeping gas.
1: All space cops are bastards.
0: <laughs> uh, the, the the guitarist gets away, but not for long. And then the entire band is taken onto a spacecraft and abducted. And all this plays out to the tune of aerodynamic. Let's take a listen.
1: This is Rock. definitely like fight space cops music. Like it, it really hmm. it makes you want to just like start kicking people. Yeah,
3: this this was really cool because like I had that in my head, but I listened to it, and then when I eventually saw the video for this, it was like, yeah, so I fucking love this song. Uh, yes, it's, it's got a long lead up to it because hmm. uh, it matches better with like the video, I suppose. Uh, what's going on? Of hmm. it's, it's kind of long, kind of, almost kind of threatening, ominous, like clanging of bells you was know, this like bong um
0: is, is it was a bit like id like, I, I angelus as well <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is a little I, yeah
0: i love yeah. i love the bit in this song where as soon as like the, the guitar solo kicks in it cuts to the guitarist like flaying with his guitar. Like, that's it's a little on the nose, but it's it's kind of fun. The, there's some yeah, he's just that like works, fucking like, doing scissor can... kicks so if one take out the
3: dudes who are chasing them. Mm. Uh, he's getting out of there. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't have names as well, by the way. Uh,
2: all of the band members. Yeah, um, I think it's only the names they're kind of given later. But um, yeah, the, the one thing that kind of like nearly bugs me, uh, where the, you can see some of the animation is sped up or slowed down, or they use like a re uh uh retake yeah. or whatever that kind of thing of um I, I think to fit better with the music but it fits so fucking well with the music like uh yeah it's it's nearly like the music was made for it or the animation was made for it which is both, true of both to some extent yeah yeah um, mm-hmm. I, I, it's another thing this album does very nicely where and i think it's for like a dance floor it's for a dance floor you just play it fucking straight um the, you get the opening one which is like it's got good energy but it's got like a like a slow steady rhythm whereas this one gets like very fast and very rocky very quick and uh preceded by like another song to slow down get your energy back and then another high energy song yeah, yeah okay. there's,
3: there's, there's, a big, like, there's a big breakdown in, 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 the, in the latter half of this where like the, the guitar shredding gets put down it mm. it's, uh, comes a bit more kind of cinty a bit more kind of spacey sounding as a company there has like they've uh whisking up the The band and their instruments very important. Uh, up onto the space spacecraft,
4: mm, mm.
1: and this one definitely shows how willing they are to really dig into their record collections because this pulls from, a, oh, yeah, a, like a yeah. funk groove, as opposed mm. to just like sort of your classic, uh, sort of disco mm, sampling. Mm. Um, I really like the church bells because they sort of break it up into story elements.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which mm-hmm. I I dig the. Especially because so much of this, as as we'll talk about later, seems like it's just very repetitive. Um, mm. But this one definitely breaks it up into these individual movements,
0: and, and to the point where, like, like, um, like you guys said, it's it's hard to tell which came first, the story or the music. But it it really works to tell a story when they break mm. it up that way. It actually mm-hmm. enhances the, the music and enhances the film together I think I, I, yeah. you're right I kind of love that I love that One More Time ends with that church bell even mm-hmm. just hearing yes. it out of context it's like oh geez it's, that kind of changes the context of the song a little bit yeah it's yeah. very ominous.
4: Well, mm-hmm.
3: well the advantage they have here I'm not sure how much this holds or any like feature film that gets made I presume like there's probably some soundtrack that got laid down but the rest might come along later especially if you're going yeah. like we haven't, we, haven't, we haven't got an artist signed on yet but this is we have everything; all the a sudden is is laid out, so you can just animate the story we're going to give you, which is a fairly simple, straightforward story, which which works for the purpose of the album. You can kind of just stew it and enjoy it. Mm. But then everything you can make, you can animate this, and it goes; it, it should complement what's going on on screen with all the music uh, completely well. It should be the, the perfect complement to it. Mm. So
0: they have like real advantage going into this already, right? Yeah, and then uh, so aerodynamic leads us into the next song, which. Cuts away from the action for a completely different uh, interlude. Let's go to Digital Love.
4: Night, I a dream you. Dream, right you. And
1: oh, this one really revved my engine because it had that real yacht groove.
0: Yeah, like oh, it's it's, it's,
1: <laughs> it's not quite the doobie bounce, but it's it's edging up close. I'd have to check the Yatsky scale from uh, our friends over at the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast to see if this one was ever submitted and whether this counts as yacht rock. Because I could, you could make a pretty good argument that it might.
3: Yeah, it's there is like a whole '80s fantasy going on here because the distress uh- call has been sent out by the inept inept planetary security control uh, to, the, to the main man, ship who is out in space. He's waxing the spaceship. His spaceship is, is, a, is a Gibson flying V guitar, but, you know, supersized. And he's jamming That's, that's one of the coolest
2: to... fucking spaceships in fiction. You cannot fucking convince me otherwise. It, but no, it's it's pretty it rad.
0: absolutely is.
1: <laughs> uh, last week on Record Saturday, I played uh, The Hold "Steady Thrashing Through the Passion, and there's a line in Denver haircut um, on a spaceship same, shaped like a Gibson Marauder. So I I thought of that, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. again, with the flying guitar spaceships.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
3: He's just in his ship, his spaceship, he's waxing down his sweet Gibson flying V uh, spaceship. And he's just jamming along to what I presume was, like, the the last hit single by... I we gets, gets me calm because $10 even though I think that's, that's the name they get given when they arrive mm-hmm. on Earth but let's just say for posterity I mean, like, it, that's what the band is called the
2: only reason we know Shep's name because nobody fucking talks in this um, is because like that's, yes. his name that's given in a character thing it's not written anywhere at any stage it's just like well we have to call them something <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah um, I, like I one of the like I, I love the, the first two sequences you, you kind of got that set up and the, the planet wide dance party that's great you get the guys attacking that looks really cool and actiony but I, I love a lot of the motions in this like the the subtlety that he's kind of like he, he closes the airlock with like his foot and he just like tapping the buttons without looking uh and that kind of stuff it was just like it, everything's very chill and then he kind of like hangs back in his fucking cool 70s bedroom that he has in his flying spaceship <laughs> guitar i was uh. like all of that's just like ah oh, this is fucking great
3: but <laughs> it felt it felt very like a uh, very aha moment uh when he's he's, he's, kind of, he's he's kind of like dozes off in the bed and the poster he's got hanging of stella uh the female bassist of, of the band mm. uh hanging above his bed he's just kind of nodding off and then t- she comes out of the poster and drags him into the wonderful fantasy world Just is- one dancing around <laughs> petals are blown in the breeze he's loving this and just before he goes in for the smooch beep beep distress signal oh man yeah, I love how before he love before before he rushes out to the dance room, he he pokes at the post and makes sure. Was that real? I don't know.
1: It's weird though because like there's that part of me that's like, oh cool, a stalker. Like good, yeah, she's gonna get kind rescued of. by a guy who's obsessed with her. Like I don't know, it just it's it's. I, I can't I, think I can't it, like, quite explain it, but it like yeah it yeah, made, yeah really I, I made you. me
4: uncomfortable.
2: It, it's it's done on a little thing. I think it's like something that like gives him sparks him joy, and I I think he's fine with it being at a distance again it's it's the name of the song like digital love he's like he's in love with this person from afar he's like a super admirer of the band and of her specifically but like he doesn't want to go like oh i want to have a big romantic time with her it's like i don't want to capture her (laughs) Ha ha! you know that's that's the end yeah. of the film. <laughs> and, and
1: again, I, that, I'm applying a much more, you know, modern context to it. Um, yeah, it's but, very
2: old-fashioned and it's, it, like, it's yeah. it, it's definitely coming from, like, a more innocent kind of look at loving someone from afar, a more old-fashioned it's, And but, as a serious mm. fangirl like,
1: of, like, lots of things, like, I can't really hold that much against him. So, like, yeah. well, you the, you haven't who am I judge?
2: <laughs> While you're waxing your spaceship? <laughs>
4: yes.
1: Yeah,
2: like, like,
3: Shep certainly strikes me as. He's just this, like, uh... Fairly harmless enough, kind fast of lab He might be like a cool space pilot who's going to like rescue the asses from the bind that they're in, but he won't have the courage to ask her out. She's like she's like a multi 1000000 planet-wide superstar. He wouldn't want to go out with him. So he just like you know live in his little fantasy world. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, I will say the uh, the animation here, um, hmm. in the the sort of dream sequence, gave me seriously rev- uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena vibes.
3: Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the
1: gauzy, you know, kind of hazy, uh, mm. rose-scented love. Mm,
3: which I was mm. all about. That's uh, nice.
2: Uh, uh, and the way it kind of changes it's, partway through when it becomes like, he gets the emergency call and it becomes more an action-y chase. Um, really, really nice. Um, again, it doing that thing between like the cam and the the uh, excited emotions. Mm-hmm
3: yeah so you've seen lots of cool like uh spaceship bridge scenes as well like between ships uh one but and i like I, the feature where he has this he just sits into the chair uh and it rides up the neck of the guitar you just had have to, have to walk all that way it seems to be pretty yeah be like 20 minutes when to get to the to get a to pilot cvd otherwise but also like the, the villain spaceship uh it's got this kind of again very cool 70s retro sci-fi aesthetic Mm. going on these are all the cloud knobs and dots and buttons but it's all like technicolor neon uh i really dig it yeah
2: like like smooth lines and sorry smooth lines and blinking lights of star trek but without the uh the blocky kind of squareness of it yeah yeah
0: right yeah and then then you get a little bit of i I saw a little bit of superman like like they the ships take off and then they like Fly through what I can only describe as the Phantom Zone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, basically like a space door, as far as I can tell. But yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's, it's still like very very much that seventies aesthetic.
2: So. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, Digital Love ends as we kind of discover what has become of the band. They have been kidnapped. They're taken to Earth, and I notice at this point that the spaceship. Turns into an airplane, a passenger hmm. airplane, and makes a vertical landing. So you notice know something off about it. That... Yeah, so they to
2: land the plane, they have to turn the spaceship into like an airplane to, to right. disguise it. But once they're on their own private airstrip, it's like, we don't fucking care anymore. We can just hover our way in. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. But, then, uh, but then Shep uh, lands also and he hides his ship in the woods. And that leads us into our next trap. Well, he
3: crashed land and so said, I'm not sure he had a choice <laughs> oh, in the matter.
0: Well,. <laughs>
2: Anyone you can walk away from,
0: yeah. It seems (laughs) fortuitous to hide your ship in the woods by crashing it there. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, we move on to our next piece, which is harder, better, faster, stronger. Uh, You're already humming this one in your heads, I think.
3: This is you out in the garden now. Uh, this one. Gotta plant these, put these seeds in. Harder, better, faster stronger. Exactly. you Exactly. Yes. <laughs> a five <crop> of, of <laughs> chilies and carrots and coriander and garlic, everything.
2: Like, uh, very much so. On the old days, I would have like mixes made for myself that would be like, uh, like I basically I play my own little soundtrack fucking tapes for like playing shit. Um, later on, CDs and then later on, just playlists. Um, but like, uh, this would be in the actiony one. Same with, um, aerodynamic as well a lot of mm-hmm. these ones like i fucking the, i love the the constant consistent beat of this it was like the music i'd play to fight a boss in a video game <laughs> yeah yeah
4: <there's- laughs> i have
3: washed so many windows to this song i can only call like because you know, like, well, it's got a good upbeat, down equality work mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. make it do it makes us ah. Uh, it's, it's got me through a lot of hard days on the building sites <laughs> washing windows
1: <laughs> well this is one of those um When I hear dance music like this, Mm. I begin to understand why people do cocaine. Because, like, how else do you keep up with this shit on the dance floor? Oh, my God. It, like, tires me out just listening to it because I'm out of shape.
2: It's not even going like crazy fast for a consist- uh point of it, but it is very, very consistent beat. And yes. then it gets fast. And yeah, it's just I... like, what? Yeah. Fucking, I'm out of energy from the consistency. Exactly. You can't make me go faster. Like... <sighs> yeah.
3: You almost needed some, need some kind of machine to do it for you, yeah. which is apropos <laughs> to what we're seeing, because there's like, it's mm. the still unconscious uh, Chris Sendhal's band. They've been put on under production line. I'm going to remake them. We're going to revamp their style. For, for one, make them not aliens. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, attach my control to the chains to them so that they will be under my control and produce an album for me. Uh, mm. I, I could not figure out what aesthetic they were going for with the band. I so. said a
1: guy uh, Jefferson <laughs> Starship. Yeah.
0: I see that. Yeah. Like yeah everybody's got yeah. their own look. Like the, um uh, the wo- okay, so I guess this is where we have to talk about their names. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. So the, the keyboardist is just named Octave. And he's definitely got sort of the 70s funk look going yeah, on.
2: Yeah, he's he's like mm. the singer on two of the songs on the thing. He's actually like literally singing the lyrics on on the opening um track one yeah, more time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think on the uh, ending track as well. Anthony.
0: Like and then um uh, and- arpeggios. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's his name. Arpegius the guitarist has very, has a very much uh, of a an 80s sort of not quite a thrash metal look, but kind actually of a, I guess like a, rock,
2: yeah, yeah. A
0: rocky kind of Bon Jovi kind of look. Hmm. Uh, um, Stella, the bassist. How would you describe her character? Like her look.
1: Her well, it's the fringe jacket that makes me really think like Grace Slick.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. It's
1: hmm. um. It's it's sort of, uh, sexy mod. I think like mod that's, revamp.
0: That's huh. a good. Yeah, I can see that.
1: So all I could think of was uh, you know, even though Grace Slick doesn't appear in this um, but. The again the sort of seventies look, um, made me think Jefferson Starship in the Star Wars Holiday Special.
0: <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, I, I see uh,
3: somewhat stock lazy Machimoto female character design. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, he does love the, no, the, the, for the wispy like...
2: long blonde haired woman. Yeah, yeah. She's got that uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Sailor Moon nose going on.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, I was looking, I was going back into actually War like, uh. It was, uh, process for getting to that, and you kind of just kind of drew it sort of this way because he was a big fan of um, the German actor Marion Hold, who um, mm. was like big back in the day. But um, he got his hands on like some, some, some time later uh, when he was like more established in his career. He got some, he got his hands on like an old photo that was in like the, the thing was his parents' neighbour's house, was or his, or, his, or his grandparents' house mm. uh, back where he was from. And it was like one of his ancestors, a woman named Takako Um, she was like half Japanese, half Dutch. Hmm. And you saw, Oh man, this kinda of shape of her face and the way her, her eyes and the way and the way her kinda of gazes out this is like, you know, almost like the way I draw my uh female faces. So it's kinda of like it's kinda of subconscious thing. Uh you never really realize, Oh, there's something like something like in my family or something I've like I've seen before where it just makes me like Influenced how I, how I draw my characters It was a really weird uh, moment for him mm, mm.
2: Mm. Uh, Oh, and we got the oh. drummer Barrel. Um, oh, yeah He looks like a drummer <laughs> um. Yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, When Beryl turned into his human form He all of a sudden looked exactly like my brother And now that's all I can see <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to see. A I picture mean, like, of
2: your brother. I, insult in one regard because you know he's got the giant. Uh, he's got the small uh, Legi Matsumoto character design of like having the giant mouth and that kind of thing. But he is fucking yeah. shredded. So I mean, like, there's that. That's a positive, right? No, I mean, yeah, my brother movie. is is,
0: is sh- very sh- is short and very thin. and has very long hair. So it's it's one to one, like perfect,
2: <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Um. Actually, I I meant to ask you because uh, I forgot to mention at the start. I know you were bugged in Bill and Ted about everyone wearing the same stuff I, I, on that planet. I kind of like the yellow jumpsuits everyone's wearing. It's not just the band that's wearing. I'm like everybody's got one. No. Everyone
3: is, uh, old and young of any mm. age, and also the like you know that's you know this a cool band because uh, there are four quadrant hits. We've um, got as well as like you know. um teenagers and young adults and um, mid-20s people in the disco. Yeah. Also some kids at that concert, they're clapping away and then the old folks are watching it at home as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're boogieing in, in their sitting room to it as well. Yeah, um, I do like but jumpsuits kind of like... but
1: you will pry my my wiggle dresses out of my cold dead (laughs) hand
3: well you're you're at least allowed to customize anything above the neck because everybody has their own different their own individual kind like maybe a headband or your hairstyle is different anything above the neck you can customize however you want
2: Stella's got the the heart-shaped um cut into her thing to show a little more flesh but yeah this
1: is the future liberals want (laughs) I know it's pretty funky
2: I'm fine I'm I'm (laughs) I'm okay with this yeah (laughs) I mean, I'm going to look like fucking ass in a skin tight (laughs) jumpsuit, but fuck it, I'll I'll go with it.
3: Fashion's gone to hell, but no, we have world peace and funky beats,
0: so (laughs) it's a fair trade off, I think. Yeah, it's a wash in the end, really. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, the band gets uh, pre-packaged to become the next big thing in the music scene.
2: And he even does like a very early deep fake of like editing. Like he already has the music video from the, <laughs> their planet. And he's just going to like, I'm just going to fucking overlay the new fashion and the new uh, skin tones I've given everyone to make it look like they're earthlings. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And,
3: and do the same to their to their childhood memories as well. Oh, that
2: was fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they put them on mini on a space scooter? No, regular scooter. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha
1: <laughs> Next, uh, we get to see them. We get the, uh, the montage of them playing around the world this is uh Kresendals, which is their the, mm. the band's new name let's go to a clip <music> this one to me is like jock jams 5555 it didn't it did, <laughs> did not land for me this is where i'd go get a drink at the club
3: yeah, well, it's it's it marries again pretty well with the visuals because this is just them—they're going through the whole rigmarole. They've been noticed by the producer of big record company, <laughs> and they're going what what's the mean To sign a contract and put an album out, and they go through the whole rigmarole. They do the press junket, they've done like the photo shoot for the magazine covers, they've got the hit singles. They got out, the little kids dressed up
1: the like them, like coming to their concerts.
4: Mm mm-hmm
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also here because we get little profiles of them I guess in some like uh, <laughs> Invented some facts daytime about variety them. program yeah, yeah yeah so like Arpeggio, <laughs> he's age 27 allegedly uh, from London he loves jet ski gourmet cooking uh, he hates golden boys <laughs> which could be any number of things it could be uh anything like um a brazilian rock group founded in 1958 or a term for police death squads in brazil in the 70s oh, i
2: can see why you wouldn't like that
1: yeah, yeah. i think we could all agree yeah. we don't like that yeah of course
3: uh of course. baron is age 20 he's from munich he loves boxing beer and horror movies so he's almost <laughs> me but he hates ice skating
0: oh that is that is, that uh, is exactly my brother then.
3: <laughs> 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 uh Octave, age 32, from Brooklyn, uh, loves dancing, chess, and DJ. Um, I don't know which DJ, but just, yeah, DJ. Th- just gotta ask him. Mm. Hates injustice.
1: Maybe DJ is his favorite Street Fighter character to play? Oh, oh true, yeah. yeah.
0: And honestly, Injustice 2 is way better than Injustice 1. So I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And Stella, age twenty-four, birthplace Memphis, Tennessee, loves
0: fashion, shopping, and rodeo. Oh. Hates animal hunting. Huh. She sounds like a member of the teen girl squad. She loves fashion. <laughs>
2: uh. Now that you
0: mention like the places that they're
2: from, that's definitely in the in the costumes that they have. Like obviously, if um, Apresia is going to go in with like a British kind of punk style, and if she's going with like a country western thing with the tassels. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. That, yeah, that makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense,
2: actually. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, I,
2: I, I like the theme of the song. I, I actually I, I like the song a bunch. It's not my favorite on the album, but um, I the it's got that constant yeah. like beat that is very mechanical. In like the last one where harder, better, faster, stronger was very much so like the assembly line, and that it did that rhythm to the crafting the band and crafting the fake band. Uh, but Crescent Dolls is like this mechanical process of going to the press junket, but you have that kind yeah. of like the the kind of I'll get it on like uh, and that's merely like the the public's reaction to it like they're it's a mechanically made band it's p- packaging process, but it's hitting with the public and you have that kind of like they've life been, to it that they've
4: been hmm. they've
3: been designed uh, to just to hit everyone because yeah. no, it's it, 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 it's a it, it's a fun video to kind of pause and then screen cap through uh, we see him like yeah, rocking yeah, yeah. all over the world it's being broadcasted there Paris loves him New York loves them Hawaii or somewhere in the Caribbean loves him or something like that. <laughs> um, and you see him climbing the charts as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of rock it up in there, climbing from number seven to number two, uh, beating out Lover Boy by Hillbilly Crystal, who falls to <laughs> number three.
0: And do you notice what number one was on the charts at that point? Uh, High in Something by Mel Bean Brooks. It's got to be High Anxiety, which is a Mel Brooks film. That is a very strange <laughs> uh, reference right. to make.
4: That's beautiful.
1: <laughs> Take that to billboarding uh... school.
2: Hell
1: uh, yeah. I, do. <laughs> I mean, that's a real gamble for, uh, what's our villain's name?
2: Uh, oh, Earl the Darkwood. I think like Mr. Yeah, Darkwood so, is his current like thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so for Mr. Darkwood, can you imagine going to the lengths to kidnap a band, spray paint their skin, erase their memories, and then it like flopped?
2: <laughs> no, no, he, he, he scouted these guys beforehand. It's like they're popular all over this planet. Therefore, I can make them popular all over the world.
1: I guess, but that's a real chance you're taking. I I don't know if in this climate I would take that, that gamble. And yet he still <laughs> well, couldn't we...
0: beat Mel Brooks.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Like I don't.
0: He was waiting for the right opportunity
2: to strike. What's the easiest thing to get out of the yeah. number one slot? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, we find out later that he's been running a scam for quite a long time, so I, he probably knows what he's doing.
1: <laughs> I know, but I imagine that there are also bands that, like, he thought this is going to be the next big thing, and people were like.
3: Nah. Mm. No, there's a lot of war stories so, about that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's always, always the rip-off artists. So for every Backstreet Boys, there's always 98 Degrees.
3: That's
0: true.
4: That's
3: true. <laughs> oh man, just like, it, like all of those, um, all of those misfortunates who get onto like X Factor or American Idol, and they form they a band out of that. And yeah. sometimes it works. More often than not, uh, for every little mix, there is liberty X. Uh, <laughs> so Ooh, it's we it, it put a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of grief and stress into these things, broadcast nationally and internationally on, on live television, and then it does doesn't pan out for you. All of that effort yeah. goes to waste. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm.
1: I when I worked at a, a Fye years and years and years ago. Uh, This is when American Idol was much, much bigger than it is now. Mm. Um, I remember this total tool bag, Chris Daughtry, was like the third place winner. We could not keep that guy's album in stock. We absolutely, we sold out of it (laughs) every week. I have no idea who won that season because I don't watch that crap. I'm not a middle-aged housewife. Uh,
0: Chris Daughtry's from my hometown. I hate this guy.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Yeah. His album sold out week after week after week.
0: But was his producer a certain
1: Mr.
2: Darkwood? That's the question. I think
1: so. <laughs> what planet did he come? Is there a planet for like hard rock grunge scumbags?
3: He didn't choose to be that way, man. He was manufactured that way, hypnotized.
0: <laughs> Society made me like this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he just seems like <laughs> like if you were to cast like a Trump supporter. like it would look like that in a movie like it wouldn't be the like ugly ones that actually exist but it's like I'm a hard working American male
3: yeah well that's that's a dark side of the music biz at at length in in the next track the next track which
0: is Night Vision let's go to a clip yes
1: Now, the one way to look at this is deranged fan stalks girl.
2: I mean, like, he is on the street and running from the cops. Um, Mm. I think it's more so he doesn't want to be an alien found on planet Earth, which is a little different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he's, like, staring at her. It's like, is this Free Britney? (laughs) (laughs) Like, out of context, if you just saw this video, Hmm. like, with nothing else around it
3: well to be fair it is on like a 100 foot wide uh, TV screen in the middle of the city you can't quite miss it can you
2: yeah but it's just yeah I mean like but if you just watch this and not the rest of the film you don't get the context that she's been literally whitewashed Um, yeah exactly he's very frustrated Hmm. with this
1: yeah and he wants to save her he's been asked to save her he's been hired but he's the last line of defense against
2: kidnapping the the most popular music on the planet or something (laughs) whatever his specific job title is yeah
1: but yeah this one's really moody and atmospheric Mm. which is great because the band is just exhausted they're just like signing like stacks and stacks and stacks of autographs and even when they're tired the uh the guy like throws them back in to Mm. to keep signing
3: yeah yeah, back to work (laughs) i want to cereal boxes filled
2: <laughs> yeah it does a good job of kind of showing like that this is it, it's like it's a lot they enjoy the music but when we see them in the prior tracks they're not like smiling and singing and dancing along no. to it it's very like yeah they, they through the motions yeah yeah they sort
1: of look like the mechanical band at Chuck E. cheese
2: mm, mm. um and this is kind of like the the toll it's having on them um getting across the, yeah, the hardness exactly. of it and it's even like cutting to some like fucking cops hassling homeless people on the streets it's like this planet fucking sucks our planet's <laughs> yeah, way <but> cooler that's, <laughs> it does we that's, that's, do.
3: that's, that's a dystopia created by the horrors invented by the musical industrial complex
0: <laughs> yeah well that's, th- that's this is kind of the point where that theme kind of starts to come out in the film like this is what, what this actually is is a, a story about a band who is just chewed up and spat out by the music industry
2: several bands, generations of bands who are, right. this has happened to yeah, for sure
3: Yeah, as well, like, you know, Blind Eye is almost being turned you know, uh, to the problems that are going out in the real world because everyone is like, s- s- all about this music right now, it's, it's just it feels like we're gonna get this band and we're gonna manufacture, we're going like, engineered and be like the perfect musical act that everyone's going to love which will distract them from everything that's going on like, here, have your swill, you pigs and, <laughs> yeah, bread and circuses. meanwhile Meanwhile our civil liberties are being eroded uh, as, as, as a concert is playing
1: Yeah I've always sort of thought that uh, American Idol was set to Distract from the Iraq war I
2: uh, oh. lot of well, was a so I was kinda, like secretly that believe that That hmm. it
1: was like engineered to distract us From the horrors of war
2: Like I, I've seen that theory on like a lot of things Like today we got huge fucking problems in the world And yet people like start sniping at each other For what's essentially like bullshit You know I'm yeah. really mad that Mr. Potato Head isn't fucking Mr. Potato Head. He's just Potato Head now. And it's like, it's just bigger fucking fish to fry, my friend.
3: When yeah. was the last time you taught a Potato Head outside of a Toy Story film? <laughs> I'm going to say a long yeah. time ago, if ever. Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, nobody
1: actually enjoys playing with Mr. Potato Head. It's a toy that like you have at your grandma's from when your parents were children.
3: <laughs> if you want to build something, Lego already exists. Let's have that instead. Mm.
0: But I'm sure they'll cancel that at some point too. <laughs> they already have Lego for a girl. No, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but th-
2: that's what I mean. Like, like you're saying, they use this as a distraction to talk about real fucking issues of we should fix the world a little better, maybe. But yeah, supposed to be
3: about the music, man. So
2: yeah, really down, playing, uh, really down, mellow and sad kind of song. It's like you, you've already failed, Shep. You, you, what can you possibly do to come back from this? And uh, the answer is, be a fucking superhero. Because um, that's the next track, Superheroes. It's the big action number.
1: Yes, and what is the lyric here? Because it sounds like they're saying, do the air hump. Is that a dance? It's, um, I've,
3: I've, I've, <laughs> deliberately over this for years and years and actually by listening closely this time well, maybe I knew it again but it's, it's Something's in the Air I think is this the one that has a Barry Manilow this sample this is
2: from uh, let me just check my list here who's been sleeping in my bed uh, Barry Manilow yep. Uh, it's, it's yes. from like the, the, the chorus, I think the first chorus or something. Um, yeah, it's, oh. some, that's amazing. it's, <laughs> yeah, it's something's great. in the air,
3: something's, something's in the, in the air. air, something's in the air. And they just really like
2: the way he said that, that one time, cause he doesn't say that in the second verse, I think. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, we're just going to loop that cause it sounds fucking great. Uh, that's our musical yeah. instrument. Barry Mandelow is the musical instrument to this track. <laughs> and
0: and, and yeah. speaking of which, uh, before we started recording the show, uh, Dwayne, you linked us to a Spotify playlist that I guess you put together. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was me. Um, I'm I'm missing a bunch of them because they're not on Spotify. Um, some of the older stuff, especially.
0: Right, and I'm and I'm sure there's there's more out there, but it's it's it, as far as I can tell, fairly comprehensive of just uh, all of the major samples that this album really uses and keys in on.
2: Yeah, and like we'll yes,
0: put a link to that in the show notes because it's great.
2: There's some of the, like bits where I think I stuck the Alan Parsons Project, but they literally like take like a line out of that and like play it backwards and speed it up or whatever the fuck. It's like you can, it's barely recognizable. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a I'm probably missing a fucking bunch off that list as well. To be fair, but
3: there's there's lots of them there. Um, like they're just taking a sample directly from the song themselves. But some of the things they're using here, samples that they use, are they just listen to that that song and actually recreated it themselves individually with instruments in in the studio Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that's i I think there's probably lots there that's not being uh fully documented
2: yeah i have two versions of cola bottle baby on that and because i couldn't figure out i was like i'm listening to both of them both of these sound like they're the one they sampled so i couldn't figure out i was like maybe they actually (laughs) just fucking played the song
0: to be fair yeah yeah this this concert that we see in in the superheroes track that's the concert i want to go to you get the rock band, yes. you have the orchestra, you have everything. It's amazing. Okay. It looks really yeah.
3: philharmonic <laughs> up in there. Yeah. It's like And a-
0: then
1: Shep comes in with what appears to be a leer penis. He like kinda of rides it in. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And like saves the band, like turns off their their sunglasses, which uh remind which sort of like it's their mind control, I guess. Yeah, because it's and like manages, drilled into
2: their brain, it looks like. Um
1: Yeah. Huh. He manages to get everyone. Um, but Stella. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And again, like, I just, I can't imagine being in a concert where, yeah, like, some dude rides in with, like, lasers.
0: Well, you assume and- it's part of the show, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. That's like a Bill and Ted kind and- of concert.
2: Yeah. I mean, they,
3: they, they, they got the Philharmonic there. It's on a hill which looks like it's going to have, like, a laser light show hmm. at some point as soon as, it, as soon as the sun goes down a little more. I mean, like, uh, Shep jumps off a blimp what that's could hovering next.
2: above it. Like, yeah, it's... um. It's it's such a really nice uh, visual as well because it's it's basically like the reversal of um, uh, aerodynamic because that's like the the baddies are coming to take him and this is like ship one man fucking armying his way through this thing.
0: And he very nearly does it too. So he he gets all he gets all three of the the guys, but then still like gets left behind. Mm. Um, yeah, because Dark Darkwood steps in the way. He's like he mm-hmm. takes the the invisible frequency bullish <laughs> <laughs> and that was something we, we i forgot to mention like with the philharmonic darkwood is the one uh conducting the band so he yes. does put himself in yeah. public
2: on the side of the band yeah yeah
0: right mm. <laughs> that's a bold move mm. uh but then there's a car chase that gets uh underway where dark holds go- darkwood's goons go after shep and the band and i noticed at this point one of the goons looks very similar to steven seagal to the point where i think it's steven seagal yeah i, I would probably use be surprised
2: because uh, obviously like later on when there's that fucking spectacular car crash it's like holy shit Shep just killed that guy it's like no no he's a terminator <laughs> don't worry about it so exactly. it's, it's like 80s 80s action movie guy references it's like it's it's terminator steven seagal like <laughs> mm-hmm. of, of course yeah
3: yeah i love how actually on the on the song itself um it was just like
4: like
3: synthy laser sounds, and those <laughs> kick in when they're in the middle of the car chase and they're firing
0: out, out 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 the car window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the very last thing we see of this clip is that Shep is bleeding.
4: Mm. He's bleeding yes. gold. He's hit no
0: less.
3: Yeah, um, which i think there is something in in greek mythology about the gods they they bleed gold rather than red blood like mortals so this is like somebody who descended from on high to like the savior to rescue uh, these guys from their plight and uh <laughs> he's sending his golden blood uh to, to save you That's it's, it's probably great. also
1: save
4: humanity
1: yeah yeah it, it, i imagine
2: it, it's also probably referenced with the uh the stuff later on with the, with the golden records is like you're bleeding these are destroyed just to just to make another one kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. But obviously, that's actually a thing in, in reality as well. <laughs> so. that's yeah. True.
0: That's true. Uh, well, then let's, let's move on to our next track, which is High Life.
1: This one... This is fashion show music, and it's sort of, again, we got kind of the montage of her, um, uh, Stella, now the only member of the Crescent Dolls, um, and she is up for, like, this gold record award, uh, which Daft Punk is in the audience. Yep. And they lose.
0: Yeah. Which...
1: I mean, nope, yeah. they're,
2: they're, oh, they're disappointed that they lose, but, I mean, like, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose to Crescent Dolls. They're amazing. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Blackbirds were robbed. They were robbed, I
2: think.
3: Trilogy, whatever. You know, i can buy Chicken them them, but Blackbirds, mm. that was their year, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is sort of where I realized that I don't think Daft Punk is really for me. I was like, this is where I started to lose the plot a little bit. I was Mm. like, okay, this is not really my scene.
3: This was always the one that I would probably think about skipping or to skip all the game when I was listening back yeah, uh, to just, the just album. Like, oh, like, yeah. I don't know. That, the, 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 this kind of midsection of the album is, is where it drags a bit for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like it more now probably just because of uh, the repetition. listen <laughs> to it over and <laughs> sure, over. No. But it's like the bit where it's like uh, I'm not digging these, these much as, as much as the two
0: other ends of the album for me. Yeah, uh, yeah you, you get the point of it and then it, it, there's three more minutes of it and yeah. yeah so that's and that's fair we can, we can move on if we don't have a lot to say about high well, life yeah. I
1: just kind of want to say with Stella hmm. Stella is so passive through this whole thing well, she's she mind really just for like lets thing. stuff <laughs> what?
2: she's mind controlled for the whole thing
1: still but she's sort of the character we're supposed to be following and yeah, yeah. she just kind of stands there staring like the whole time and it, it kind of nauseates me to be honest
3: it's 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 a little bit disappointing because mm. it's it's probably have kind of two halves of of Leji Matsumoto there because yeah he does have his very lithe and willowy um, heroines here who usually have kind of maybe often secondary or supporting characters but then on the other hand he does also have uh, do a good line in have them and female main characters like he so he has space pirate Captain Harlock who, who is like a cool dude in space he's got like a cape and an eye patch and he's got like you know he's this living uh, kind of living for freedom and, and trying to like uh, liberate space uh he also has a character called queen Emeraldus who is the exact same thing but as a lady and she's also got a cool scar across her <laughs> face and and uh oh, yeah. a, a space laser flintlock it's like that's cool and then the i um, the mean one of the main characters of galaxy express 39 uh may she's just like the conductor the operator the engineer of the of the space train and she's a bit more with it she's kind of traveling around with this young dude who wants to go into space to get a robot body and <laughs> they kind of from plant to She's plan. and she's just showing him what's what she's a bit more fucking with it uh, she's been around the universe a couple of times and she's like a bit more clued in a bit cooler it, it, yeah um,
2: it is like a mix between then, like the the willowy sort of like the ethereal beauties and then the women who are just like I've been around and I'm fucking badass um, yeah and yeah. and I
1: get that she's mind control, but it would have been I think more interesting to see that almost like she knows something is off and trying to fight it we see a little bit here when she picks up the card but
2: so that's about the only like uh thing she gets to do for herself that is actually useful later on yeah
1: yeah and even you know as we'll see later her entire story arc is really she just stands around at one at one point she picks a flower
2: Like, you could say that for, like, pretty much everyone in the band, except for Octave, who, like, does, like, several fucking stealth missions on his own. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But there's, I think, yeah, there's just something about, again, because we're sort of, like, following sort of her story. Yeah. yeah. Especially since she's kind of the last one. It's just, like, Like she's she's the only woman in the whole thing.
2: Yeah, because she's the last one of the band to be rescued, then she becomes the damsel in distress, despite the fact all the lads were also in distress up till just before then
1: yeah yeah and you would have like yeah. to just seen her sort of have more movement i guess mm, rather mm. than just sort of standing there looking vacant
2: mm, yeah like if her. she
0: had actually been like uh d mind controlled and she was just decided to stick around to either find out what's going on or actually actively do something, you know, that would have helped. So.
2: Yeah, like the yeah. if the glasses were knocked off her and she was just like, I can't get out of here because they got guards on the door and she's actively trying to get her way like, out, like, right, right. out or contact yeah. the guys. Yeah, it, it could go we'll along with this
3: yeah. Yeah. Yes. and even and afterwards, to figure out what his real plan yeah. is. Yeah.
1: Like I said, she just kind of stands there
4: even Yeah, even
1: once she's freed. So, um, yeah, it's just too too passive for me. But yeah, then we move on to uh, to something about us.
0: Let's let's take a listen.
1: Yeah. This has got that digital smooth going on. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. This is pretty good. Oh yeah, no, this is one I really
4: like.
1: And this is where uh, Shep. Dies. He reveals the the band for who they really are. He goes on another romantic journey, which, again, like, I don't know if it's just, like, I'm really fired up in my feminist rage these days or what. But it's like, oh, she has to go on his journey. Does she have a, is she consenting to this? Like, she holds his hand. He doesn't go on her journey. She has to walk around with him (laughs) and be in his fantasy.
2: He's dying. Let him it's, have this. <laughs>
3: it, it does feel very much like a Make a Wish Foundation <laughs> visit. Yeah. like we have a very, very ill young you're, man here. But the last thing he wants to do before he dies is meet his favorite exactly, music artist. Like,
1: One day you're gonna get better, and you're gonna be in Destiny's Child too. I'm gonna hold a place for you. And you're like, he's
4: gonna die.
3: There was, there was someday find a cure for two laser gunshot wounds in the
0: back.
4: <laughs>
0: hmm. <laughs> oh One of these days. Well, We'll be able to make him just just the way he was. We'll make him harder, better, and faster, and stronger. <laughs> but besides that, yeah, it's just like really cool. It has that fucking uh, kind of.
3: It's kind of like a, like a synthy bass, a bass he synth, but it's just like brave mm, mm. on wow,
4: wow, wow.
3: Uh, oh, and also the kind of. Uh, ooh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh. <laughs> I don't know what about Mesa for the sound. I really love the yeah, that music. And I love mm, that mm. they
1: went with something sort of more upbeat for the fact that this guy is dying. If they didn't go like, super. It's, they it's didn't hopeful. go. To, yeah. They didn't go as moody as Night Vision, for instance.
0: Hmm. Right. It's not necessarily hmm. downbeat. It's just it's more, I guess, relaxed. More. Yeah. More of a chill vibe. Yeah. And uh, I and I appreciate that that especially after so many of these songs songs and tracks have just been relentlessly uh, up tempo. Like let's slow it down a little bit. Yeah. And hmm. let us in, let us breathe. Let us enjoy this for a moment. <laughs> where it really kicks in after like the lyrics start to and that keyboard
3: is in there uh, or we're making that noise oh that's what it's really fun. gets in you can get a bit teary eyed at it sometimes you know it's, it, is, it is like a a fairly melancholy but oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful kind of melancholy
0: yeah
2: yeah I, I do tend to get teary eyed in this because this is uh, my partner and I's song so uh um, it has it, it does, it has a lot of nice memories and it has a lot of nice things where he sends it to me one day it's like hey dude this is us and I was like oh fuck that is us Um oh, I love that <laughs> something about us <laughs> Uh, uh, just a thing taken on new context later, so it has that kind of mm-hmm. nice thing. But I, I, I do really like the video. It's it's again octave and <laughs> um, barrel that save uh Stella in, in the end. Um, while arpeggio watches our, our boy bleed out. Um, and he, hey. he does he, he gets, yeah, it gets to remind um them of who they are. And I like the the thing that does it is like basically like a child's wind up toy, alien equivalent because it's made out of lasers and shit. But uh, representing the band, and that's had more energy and closer to the energy that they that they usually play live, and that's what kind of kicks it off. It's like, oh right, I'm an alien musician. I forgot. Um, we used to have
0: fun doing this. Do you guys remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm.
2: Now it's all about the music and making money, man. It's not about the music <laughs> anymore. Um, but, yeah, and uh, he somehow manages to pull her into his dream. Like, it's, again, that dreamscape from the earlier thing. But um, he's he's sharing it with someone now. And he can kind of go like, yeah, well, now that I, get, I got to actually share this with you rather than just in my own dreams, uh, I can I can finally let go.
1: Yeah. I have to die now.
2: I my am planet needs out,
0: me. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> <Whoop>. <laughs>
0: I can't believe Shepard's from another planet. <laughs> And so are we. <laughs> so then, after this, uh, the the band drives out into the country to, I, I to, ostensibly to, to bury Shep, yep. in the in the in the fields. They need to
2: find a nice spot, basically, yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, a nice spot
0: under a tree, which is just lovely. On a
2: tree on a hill where he can watch the ducks. <laughs> <sighs> oh
1: god!
0: But this is our next track. Yeah, set to
1: Voyager. Yes,
0: yep. so. let's go to it.
4: This
1: one is, I see. This one is is nice and chill. It's like good night driving music. And- oh,
3: for sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, for real. Like I, I always thought when I listened to this as a lad that, oh, when I get my first car, I'm gonna be <laughs> this is the first song I'm gonna put on the radio. And as of March 2021, I still have not learned how to drive.
4: <laughs> oh, that's fair.
1: Um, <laughs> see.
3: I. It's a really like a really up tempo kind of funky song, uh, for burying your dead friend.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: It's oh, really
2: like, like a celebration of his life and they're all like, thank you for doing this. For, thank you for rescuing us and for freeing us. And it's just like, yeah, you you were really cool, Chip." Yeah, um, the guy we
1: met 10 minutes ago. He,
2: he did them a solid.
1: <laughs> he, did, he did do them a solid. <laughs> and uh, they all shovel the dirt, which uh, that's what you do at a, a Jewish funeral, which unfortunately I just went to when my grandmother died. Oh, um, oh the thank, thank you. But um, everybody uh shovels dirt onto the casket until the casket is covered and so you all Mm. sort of have this this uh participation in uh helping them depart from this world which i think is a really really lovely tradition um and when i saw them sort of all doing that i was like okay that's actually quite beautiful Mm. so yeah yeah,
3: that's Mm. that's lovely yeah yeah. I like when it kicks in there in, in the breakdown and I don't know if the, the deed is done there's still no camera and then like ship spirit sort of uh comes about there and that uh ooh it's it's like a kind of a steel drum kind of sound. It's like the, the, I don't know what that that is. Like an electronic uh, harp.
2: I'm not sure what yeah. you call it. Yeah. Electronic harp, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. And it's kind of cool. It's like, oh, now I see what, I was, what I was, what they're really going for with the song and and with the accompanying uh, animation too. Well, that's that's what that's 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 where it really kind of it comes together, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise, they're kind of cruising around very kind of pastoral alpine scenes. I suppose we're seeing as well this planned. You know, we were brought here against the world, but it ain't so bad. It, it isn't the people's fault uh, mm-hmm. that we're in in our in our Yeah, moment.
1: and there's still some beauty in the in the universe. And Shep, um. Stella buries him with a flower, and then all the Mm. flowers sort of bloom, and he becomes one with the universe, which is a very nice way of thinking about the afterlife. Like you just sort of go out into into Mm. the universe.
4: Mm.
3: Mm. It's a little bit shaft in part as well. In the quiet bits, it goes (laughs) like (laughs) the. Has that no. Who's was a bad mother. chef? Yeah. Well, he was, but now he's dead. But so. I, I
1: do like how you see this in, in a lot of anime. Uh, they're just not afraid to just straight up kill off a main character.
2: Oh, no. And um, I,
1: I,
3: oh, that's, oh, I love that.
1: That's something that American animators don't really do. Uh, Joss Whedon tries it, but it just reads for shock value because Joss Whedon is a garbage person.
2: Like the the way Matsumono does it, and and again, this old is actually helping him again, um, is that that kind of like the melancholy of it. Like they they appreciate this guy; they're gonna miss him, despite not really knowing him. But he did fucking really help them out of a bind and put save his life three on the quarters him. of them. I mean, he saved he saved all of them in the end. If he didn't <laughs> save the three of them, they couldn't went back and save her. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's a device that crops up on the regular or early on to be his character. Mm-hmm. He's like like a they are like a pretty cool dude over there, they're with us and think, oh, this is the main character. Mm-hmm. Then episode three or four whoosh, curtains yeah. for them. <laughs> and so everybody else has got to learn how to be a badass on their own terms, mm-hmm. uh, to honor the memory of the departed friend. Uh, and, uh, even goes, I like, oh, not this huge, but also kind of the villains or rival characters. Uh, there was like, uh, a, a boxing, uh, manga tomorrow's show, Ashish Joe. Joe mm-hmm. And like, it's, about, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, it basically, it's basically kind of like Rocky, It's a dude trying to like make a name for himself, trying to find a way out of his of his life by becoming a boxer. Become becomes like rivals with this dude who's like the the, the middleweight champion, but Joe is in the lower weight class. And this dude trains uh, to lose weight to get into that weight class and defeats Joe to you know kind of settle the rivalry. But he dies in the process. Mm. And when that chapter of the, of the comic came out or the episode came out. It was a national day of mourning for this fictional character because, <laughs> oh my goodness, like I couldn't believe they killed off that Toru rikishi He was like the main man. He was like the main rival. He was going to be in this like, to the end of the end of the end of the story, but no, he's gone, and now this vacuum is left, mm-hmm. and you got to try and find something in yourself in your life to try and fill it
1: with. That's wild. I love mm. it. So- well, now we're we're headed towards the the end. We're about to unravel the fiendish plot. So.
2: And we've got one song to do it in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this this song carries a lot of fucking plot
0: weight. I gotta say that.
2: <laughs> yes, it does. It really
0: does. This is uh, veritas quo. Let's let's go to a clip. <laughs> And now, looking at the Daft Punk wiki, which definitely is a website I just discovered, uh, (laughs) there's a lot of wordplay involved in this name, and it's the dorkiest thing I've ever read. (laughs) Oh,
2: go for it, go for it. (laughs)
0: All right, Meritus Quo is... The title of the song can be read as Very Disco, which in turn says Discovery. But also, Uh... it's a Latin phrase, which means, where are you going? Or, whither goest thou? And there's apparently a lot of biblical undertones to this, which I don't necessarily think uh, the film carries through.
1: I agree.
2: I mean, like, maybe this was a difference of, like, okay, we wrote this song, and it, it, we were doing it about this, and then Matsumoto goes, like, oh, fuck, I got a lot of shit to wrap up before I'm done this thing. Okay, put it all in this song. There you go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this was the one that I would usually... I might have... I'm I was, I was listening to the album... Uh, often, what I'm like, why I was like going to sleep, mm-hmm. and I might have like nodded off by this stage. And I might just yeah. kind of come briefly awake uh, when this one kicked in. And this one, oh, I'm half asleep, I should probably turn off the album and go to sleep properly <laughs> now because this has that very oof, dr- kind of drone equality. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it's, it's hard to stay
1: awake listening to I, it. I could not agree more. And uh, this is the name of his magic book they find his, his book, which very carefully lays out-
2: His 55 step plan to success.
1: Yes. Um, it's sort of like one <laughs> Sorry, of those- Sorry,
2: 555, pl- yeah. Yes. What
1: <laughs> a- <laughs>
3: 5,555.
1: And you're right, you're right, it, you're right. It reminds me of one of those planners that evangelical stay-at-home moms make to give their sad, empty lives meaning. And they fill it with stickers that are like, girl boss, like you sell leggings on Facebook and not well. <laughs> You're sad, but it's just like, yeah, it's true. But he really like lays it out. It's like, get all of these, you know, 5,555 stars down through the ages, sell them out. uh, They Eventually he sacrifices them to a lava machine and then continues and he gets all these gold records. And then it's like, get gold record, take over universe. Like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Is there a sticker for that? Can I put that in my planner?
2: Once you get Once you produce 5,555 golden records You You own the universe now That's that's Everyone knows that Every, You know that right?
3: It's in the fine
2: print yeah.
1: conquest of universe
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like like Step 46 Like memory disc It's like you know It's like all of it's fucking laid out It's very funny
3: Step one, uh, get hit by a meteorite and gain immortality because you're also Vandal Savage from DC Comics. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but also, yeah. like, as they're going through this book, we also apparently get like a, a flashback of, his, of uh, Darkwood's origin story where uh, mm. this apparently started when he was a child i think
2: like in or the, no mm. in the 1800s or some shit yeah because initially you see the
0: oh it's way it's way
3: early, earlier like, than like, like, that yeah yeah it's, uh, it's, it's like way this way is the middle ages back, at least
2: it's like back in the classical music boom basically um so yeah
3: it... it's uh, that seems to come later because we see him he's he's, he's studying the plants like so i suppose around the renaissance when you get telescopes because yeah, Galileo yeah. and you, see, you can see oh out in the universe uh i mean something maybe that then I mean, we that the music right To kill my family And made me immortal You know Maybe it's Orton's Out there somewhere And he seems to Somehow find a spaceship I, I assume by he doing summons it and... Or
2: something Using his dark arcane yeah, yeah. powers That he discovers by, While being immortal He summons a spaceship And then starts Making music Basically uh, Starts off with like A little Beethoven looking kid
0: Mozart of course Oh
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah I was just thinking Like his child prodigies And shit I was getting my My things mixed up <laughs> But um
0: and, and you know it tracks because we don't know where Mozart was buried. So when you see Mozart going into the into the pit right there, like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. That's what yeah. happened to Mozart. So <laughs> okay. that's the lost. That There's a lot of
3: methodizing about his demise.
4: Yeah,
2: <laughs> of course. Ah, so stupid. He that artist artist didn't have alcoholism. They were sacrificed to a dark god. It's so clear now.
1: So that's what happened to Amy Winehouse.
3: Oof. yeah. Oof. I mean, we, we, we see here that bastard killed Billy Holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knew it. After after kidnapping her from her from her home planet and making her into Billy yep. Holiday, but the bastard killed Billy Holiday. Mm-hmm.
0: But so uh, the the band not only do they discover Darkwood's plan, they also discover deep within the mountain the cabal that's enacting the plan, <laughs> and Darkwood is there trying to help, trying to initiate his plan to take over the world.
1: Is this QAnon? Is this what QAnon is about? I don't know. I'm not very online.
0: They
2: wish. I don't think it's as organized as this as these guys. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We do have the evangelical stay-at-home mom planner, though. So that's true. That's
0: true. <laughs> and 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 uh, <laughs> Arpeggius shoves Darkwood and the Golden Record into the pit, and then well, he tries to hold uh, Darkwood because he's not a he's not a complete murderer
2: altogether. But you know, he can... well, he
0: yeah, but uh, he goes so he goes into the drink, and mm. then <laughs> uh, Mount Doom explodes. Hmm. Uh it's time to, to make a run circuit. away.
2: We need a we need a beat track to get out. How about Short Circuit?
0: <laughs> it, it's time to escape. Let's do Short Circuit. Yes. I could actually see this song being played in the movie Short Circuit.
1: I could see it on <laughs> like Level 4 of Streets of Rage. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Really, I do like this one. Uh, it gets like a really sou- sour, discordant second movement. And that interests mm-hmm. me. And it sounds like the tape's getting eaten. And it just continues to get more and more warped as it progresses, which I think is a really neat way to do something.
4: Which mm-hmm. sounds mm-hmm. very
1: vague, but I, I really like that it it wasn't just repeating the same the same bars over and over. They started... Yeah really playing with the sample a lot and i like that
2: and it fits into like the the theme of what's going on on screen because the entire place is going up in flames it's getting slowly destroyed and eroded away by its own dark arcane power mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so it definitely fits like that, that kind of visual thing yeah. as well
3: it does that it, it sound a little bit just like the motif uses it sound like you know like a machine that's about to you know uh <laughs> it sounds like no it shouldn't be making that noise If I that the mechanic is just going, like, it's, it, it can be a little bit harsh upon the ear if you have, like, uh, it turned mm-hmm. up really loud. It's like, what, what? It's like, ooh, can we really get in there?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Also, when things go wrong is they want the guy to go retrieve the memory just yes. So they send Octave in because he's, he's a stealth guy. They should have sent Barrel in because the cleaner who was on duty, who he knocks out and shields his clothes, is exactly Barrel's size. Well, Octave has to put on the fun janitor's uniform and he's... Pants are or pants ankles.
0: <laughs> he he is if if you if you will barrel shaped. <laughs> oh, um, I'm yeah, doesn't work Stop
2: out it. well for him. Um, and it, I felt like it's like ah oh, no the black guy's he's, he's like no no let me just reach into my pocket and pull out the evidence and they're like oh he's got a gun so they yeah fortunately they just fucking tase it. He gets tased. I was just like oh thank fuck yeah. um <laughs>
3: But tasing also undoes the uh, discoloration that was that's been applied to them. It's like,
0: oh, I, I just so, shocked him. Oh shit, he's turning blue. Is that is he dead? Um, <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh. Security guards, like, what did I? What have I done? Oh my god, he's having an existential crisis now.
1: Yeah, and he's not a real cop, so he knows he's going to go down for this.
0: Yeah, he yep.
2: won't get protected for it. Uh, but we <laughs> do have our. Uh, Record exec kind of coming down the lift at the time is like, Holy shit, that's Arpeggio! And he's blue. Whoa, I know this guy, you know, so he has it. And he's super chill about
1: it. That his like he, he liked band. this band.
2: He was just weird the way they were so like flat. I was like, I guess they're just professionals. Um, but he, he quite liked them <laughs> yeah. as a band. Um,
3: For a big record company executive, the that, that dude seemed pretty, pretty earnest yeah. Yeah. Uh, about what's going on. Like, <laughs> like, like, like Darkwood's the real, <laughs> he's the real evil behind the throne, but like, yeah.
1: Banality <laughs> of evil, anyone? <laughs> He allowed for it mm, to happen. He uh... stood by while Darkwood kidnapped this band. At he's he's just as guilty.
0: The real villains are the bureaucrats.
2: Yes. Yeah, I mean, the whole world is kind of complicit on this. So, I mean, like, it's really good that they could unite to uh, and and get face to face and get those aliens back home. <laughs> yeah, but it's, are those my tax dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I'd fucking pay for that. Yeah, That's I'm sweet.
1: not. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm all for reuniting. <laughs> families at the border and things like that I'm just not sure that like hmm, I don't know
3: they gave you one more time this is the least uh, you can do I
1: don't know
2: <laughs> like this that's uh, not what Kassendals can do for you but what you can, you can do for Kassendals I'm saying I, I feel like like it, it not, it's not the Elon Musk thing of putting your fucking car in space like a dipshit this is putting a uh, flying V spaceship full of aliens back to their home planet because we have been taking over aliens for centuries and uh, we should probably pay it back. I another.
1: agree, but I'm also going to complain about it. I'm like, I'm good. Send them <laughs> back. But I'm also not entirely like, I don't know.
0: Hmm. This is
1: not really, I didn't bring them here. So maybe <laughs> the record company can front this expense.
0: They mean they did make a lot of money off of that song.
1: Exactly. Like, so why are you, why are you taking that out? Of, I'm Why are you taking that out of my taxes?
0: But also don't tell me that like a band like Metallica or something did not try to bid on that guitar-shaped spaceship. Exactly. <laughs> don't tell me some rock that didn't try to capitalize on
3: that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Earth was Reckon with colonial past This just didn't know up until this point that, that that included outer space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this takes like, you know, we should probably do something.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's get yeah, let's go to face-to-face uh, real quick. Let's listen to that. If you will always make you blind now this was kind of a, a minor revelation to me because at mm. some point in the last four or five years i heard like a two second snippet of this song like the main riff yeah and just i didn't know what it was from and it's all it's been in my head ever since and all of a sudden boom here it is of course it's from a Daft Punk song. <laughs> of course. This is
3: probably the one that has the most, I think... The uh, most, most smart samples you can recognize anyway, because you get... Uh, actually, just to keeper it for you, Libby, there is uh, some Loggins and
0: Messina sample yes. yep. on this. Yep.
1: Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. me too it. So, who knew Loggins but- and Messina could be so funky?
0: <laughs> I certainly didn't.
1: <laughs> me neither.
0: Yeah, this is the, the point in the film where... Um, Basically, the record company kind of has to agree, like, okay, we'll send the band home. Even the United Nations apparently, like, agrees to a plan to get them back. All oh, so the is like United a global Nations agree this to this. They all clap. When has that ever happened in history? Yeah. <laughs> Never.
3: Oh, if only. There's a whole televised broadcast for Operation Goodbye Crescendo hosted by... I'm not sure, but some kind of David Attenborough type anyway. He's detailing the plan of how we're going to
0: do this, so we got to, you know... It's like The Martian is a ripoff of this one scene specifically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, that I definitely... I, I'm happy with uh, with my tax dollars being used to send these people back to their home planet. The minute you try to bring Matt Damon back, I'm like, forget it.
0: He's spent too much it. already. Mm. He's gone lost twice already. Let him, let him stay lost.
1: Yeah. Put a cat like put a little microchip on him
0: fuck you matt david we're buying a zoo this time
3: <laughs> imagine what it's like as well you know because this is essentially for most of humanity this is first contact yeah hey guys
2: them. aliens are real they've been real for centuries they've been here for centuries mm.
3: your favorite band you no, know, are actually the aliens you know and that's why they're so good hey
2: you remember that number one hit from 10 years ago and 10 years before that and 10 years before that yeah all aliens Really you know crazy, what? Huh? I buy it. History Channel was right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, see, I've tried to like sit with that question for a minute like thinking about like, yeah, what if I found out my favorite band was aliens? Like, one my favorite band is Steely Dan. So I so they're 100% New York. But uh I mean like
2: that's the men in black thing though. Everyone from New York is like an alien.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess Donald <laughs> Fagan is pretty weird looking. But like <laughs> What would you do? Like, how? I, I really like sitting with that question. of like, what if I found out that one of my favorite bands was from space? Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's blowing my mind, even though I know it's fictional. So.
3: Well, sort of David Bowie, he uh, skirted that line. Yeah, times David
1: Bowie, absolutely from space. <laughs> Prince, same thing.
3: Hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I like the, the old-fashioned positiveness of science fiction, where it's just like, yeah, the Earth unites to help out the aliens, because we, we fucked them over a little. so but, but we were complicit in it, but we didn't do it on purpose. And I was just like, oh, that's that's nice. It's nice to think that there could be a better world.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> it would be probably nicer as well if you told everybody not to green up for oh, the when you you you're like face you know blue. get it outside yeah. individual to try and you know wish octave back to health is like mm-hmm. yeah maybe think for a second that might be a bit offensive to their people uh <laughs> just, just just buy the album you know and help
0: help the telethon to get the rocket <laughs> in space <laughs> <laughs> who what bands play that telethon because they certainly can't be uh, the crescendolls. Well, they get Blackbirds, they get Trilogy, they get Daft Punk, you know, they're like, you
3: know, they're, they're rivals in the music
1: And business, meanwhile, you know, Blackbird is like, my moment has show. come. It's like,
0: I, I have an opportunity to send my rivals at, out into space. Yes, please. <laughs> I can literally find out the sun. I, I never thought this is, I mean, I've got this chance. This is, this is amazing. So the band's on their way. They're on their way home, and we get the last track on the album, which is fittingly... A- Titled Too Long.
1: Yeah, those that's kind of my feelings about this movie. Like, this, as I said, this breaking it down, I'm enjoying talking about it now, but by this point in the movie, I was I was checked out. I was done. I was like, this is this is too long. I can't do this. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm not cool.
2: I mean, like, are you not even happy with the ghost of Shep having to wrestle that guy, Darkwood's evil spirit, that has somehow traveled with their guitar-shaped spaceship into warp. And he has to, like, oh, don't worry, guys, I got this. Let me wrestle this into infinity. Which no, I, like, I
1: think I looked out at my baked potato at that
4: point and <laughs> missed it. <Yeah.
2: laughs> it does just happen
3: right yeah. there. It was like, oh, my God, Dark World. Yeah, you no, know, he's, he's not dead. Uh, his spirit lives on, and he's going to attack him right now. I was like, oh, no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's totally fine. Shep is here. He's, he's got the yeah, so real.
2: That means yes. Shep is still around. Okay.
1: Yeah, and they're like, they ask, like, can you feel it? I'm like, I can if my feelings are annoyance and boredom. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it, it, it's an
3: oh. awesome one that I, I struggled with a lot when I was, like, listening to it as a lad. Uh, it's was like, oh, this is a bit too long. Maybe I don't want to listen to this one. I'll just play Digital Love again.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But to, I, I reached that point with this song about four or five minutes in, and at the exact moment that I almost clicked it off, the song completely changed. <laughs> so I think even they knew like okay Mm. we're done here but let's switch it up a little bit
1: yeah and they get home and it's great and everyone's like they're broadcasting it back to earth and all the planets are aligned and here's what makes me really mad (laughs) is that it turns out it's just some kids dream (laughs) I feel like and that infuriates me like what this movie that I didn't like is some kids dream like how dare you steal this from me
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I got mad. Well, it goes,
1: I felt cheated.
3: It goes a little bit hand in hand with the emotional impetus for the album and I suppose the animation in the first mm-hmm. place. But this is something mm-hmm. from a place of their childhood, memories of, of his innocence, his playfulness. And it does seem like, you know, oh, it's very soothing, almost like a lullaby that's kind of to drift out to sleep. But And certainly a lot of the music and all the songs are like that as well. Um mm-hmm. So kind of think, this is something that kind of like kinda of, kind of comforting, it's something you can kind of return to. It's it's this evokes this uh, time when things were quite less complex in your life and your parents tucked you into bed and you had, you know, your teddy, you had, you know, your,
1: your dark room some figure. Kind of cool, some some
3: cool tunes playing, you know, you got, you got some pretty like uh, sophisticated taste in in music there you know, Yeah, saying. and a
1: sweet stereo setup. So and I uh, yeah. Joe, you said you have this on vinyl. Is it, in fact, a two-disc set?
0: I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: because uh, you see mm. the dad Jeez. take the needle off the turntable, and it's on the D side. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, too long is not going to fit on one side with, you know, much else, much <laughs> else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Are the chorus uh,
3: has been in my head for the last uh, couple of days now. I I was literally washing the dishes uh, before we jumped on for the recording here. I'm just going like, you know you feel it? Yeah, I feel it too. When I write, you know you feel... It, As, it almost feels like you're, it's like you're going insane. You're having like, this conversation with, like, with yourself. Romanthony, you've you got some problems, man. You had some problems. You know? <laughs> uh, what do you make, too, of the sequence when they got the they're on their home planet, they're playing their comeback gig for the entire planet and also the entire universe just gets broadcast out and this is probably the ideal time to kind of animate things to the music, you know, have it go along with what they're actually doing on screen. But Animators just wanted to show off so you got some cool bits, you know, like the octave, he's like doing all the moves on the keyboard, Uh, arpeggios, he's got a fun, he's shredding on the guitar, Uh, barrel, he's doing a drum solo, Stella comes in first thing. ass shot. Yeah. Wiggle, Wiggle, wiggle. Yep.
2: yep, yep. Again, that was an emphasis of your man's uh, toy that he showed him, which her toy had the most wiggle on it. <laughs> That's what she's <sighs> famous for.
0: Uh, it's, it's just, just like, like just I remember mean to bassists
2: or something. I don't. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> and then you you see the people of Earth uh, dancing along to the song. Like the first thing you see is the International Space Station, and the guy doing the spacewalk is like watching it on his uh, tablet screen. Hmm. <laughs> Having a good time, people in Paris having a good time, people in uh, the the Swiss Alps having a good time with it. <laughs> it's, this is hmm. not just internationally global music; it's intergalactic, interstellar music.
4: Hooray! Hmm.
0: Hooray! But uh, much much like this song, friends, I, I do believe this this podcast has gone on too long, <laughs> so it's a, wow. about time to wrap things up here. But yeah, that's that's interstellar five 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 five.
1: Yes, our first. Uh... Soundtrack that started as a soundtrack and then became a movie, just kind of a neat way to look at it.
3: Yeah, Hmm. yeah, yeah. I was I was wondering how you'd approach it actually because this would have been a kind of flipping around your usual formats of how you approach things. Yeah. um...
0: Well, you know, soundtracks come in all shapes and sizes, so I, I think it was good for us to branch out just a little bit.
1: Agreed.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but again, I thank you, thank, thank you for for entertaining this uh, somewhat frivolous and silly idea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like just embracing it all like like literally, this is something that going oh, that'd be kind of fun to do because I think at least. I don't know about you, Dwayne I haven't seen this like uh, actually watched the film through in a long time. Yeah, um, it's been so a bit since. Cool it's definitely to.
2: been a bit since I've watched it. It's it's an old favorite of mine, um, and I'm a big fan of the album and everything. And I, I I like don't worry, guys. I I get it. the The music isn't for everyone, and that's the same with any kind of music, really. But, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I, I I really appreciate it. Like one of the main things I appreciate it for, besides like I like the animator, I like the musicians. Um, I I really appreciate what they were trying to to do in this this uh like just make a fucking completely mad bastard thing that no one would try again. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of wish someone would try something similar but um it's it's not a very common idea yeah. and it's not well this boys well, the, more the I mean like it, I I I really appreciate the idea of trying to like do that cross cultural thing and make it a story about cross uh like you say intergalactic um you un- uh, make a thing that is universal, like music, and try and uh, add your story to that and that kind well, of thing. Um, I like here the in America,
1: we just make mm. garbage jukebox musicals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're much nah. more
1: sophisticated well, uh, across the ocean.
4: Hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, well, there's, there's these kind of things. They, you know, they're I think more maybe more, more, more recently than you would think. Sure, you know, sure. I would say in terms of like you know something ahead. A soundtrack already laid down and it's animated to it. I say most people think like oh fantasia. That's probably from years, years ago. But only in twenty nineteen mm. and Netflix put it out, there was um the spiritual Simpson uh, joined Sound and Fury, which is an animation of the uh, album of the same name. Mm. It's kinda of like an old this post apocalyptic uh this soundtrack to the wasteland mm. kind of job. Um but you know, it's, 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 it's 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 probably going from a similar place to what um in a sort of five 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 was trying to do. But like, Oh yeah, mm. this is well, this is like evoking a kind of a vision. Is there anybody out there who could put that vision, you know, into like, make it, I create it, make it real and animated. And
2: because often you know, have like the things with, it's happened more often than anything. with, with both animators and directors, they're, they're trying to put like a, a narrative to a song in, in the music video, but this is like, okay, do it for the whole fucking album and it be one continuous story. Yeah. Um,
0: and I'm, I'm honestly impressed at how much story they get into this, the, uh, this thing, you know? They really do. It's, it's not just enough that mm. you make it, you know, an alien abduction story about an, a, a space rock band, but then you have to go into the whole backstory of the evil record executive <laughs> and why and how he's doing what he's doing. Like, they didn't need to do that, but it's, hmm. there's a lot of imagination going on in it. And I, I appreciate that, I think, the most. Just how much yeah. story but- you can cram into a one hour uh, album of music.
4: Hmm.
3: Yeah, that, that's Matsumoto just trying to uh, cram in Because besides um, Daft Punk and Ma- Nation Matsumoto being complementary in terms of the references that are drawn from, the era that are drawn yeah. from or, or or inspired by, um, like Matsumoto he has similar ideals to what they were trying to do with Discovery at the Daft Punk doing of. of Kind of human dignity and freedom in the face of a world that willingly diminishes people to their productive worth. This mm. um, yes, it's a, it's a romantic ideal of freedom and, and uh, wanting to escape Absolutely. Uh, this humdrum world. Kind of, this world that kind of, kind of grinds you down a lot. Mm. So there were an aesthetically but also a kind of philosophic complementary partnership
0: uh, in the end. Well... I think that, that about does it for our, our the OST party this week, unless there's any uh, any final parting thoughts about Daft Punk, Discovery, uh Interstellar five 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 five. Anybody?
1: No, I think I think we've covered it quite extensively, which this has been great, honestly. Like getting a chance to really sit down and spend some time with this album. I really appreciate it. So thank mm-hmm. you for for bringing this to us guys.
3: Uh, well, you're welcome. Thank you again for entertaining the very idea of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, as, as soon as I was like, oh, fuck, that Punk breaking up. Oh, shit, we should do Discovery, the fucking, it's the anniversary of the album, not the uh, actual uh, film. Uh, and I was like, yeah, we should, we should do that. And I was like, but it'd be more your wheelhouse. So I figured we, we ought to come to you with it first.
0: It was a beautiful oh,
1: yeah,
2: marriage.
0: Perfect synergy, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, gentle friends, uh, if you have any questions or comments for the OST party, you can send those to us at ostpartypod at gmail.com you can also uh, tweet at us at ostparty on twitter we will have a poll up for this episode uh, not long after the episode drops a day or two I think um, but until then uh, Dwayne Maloney, uh, Niall Flanagan where can our listeners find you on the internet
2: uh, yeah I am Dwayne and I am at i underscore underscore d on twitter where I mostly post pictures of food it's a weird habit I've gotten into but people seem to like it so fucking it. it's delightful um, <laughs> uh and uh now where are you at
3: i am also on twitter at nauticalist caged as n-i-a-l-l-c-o-l-a-t underscore cage usually hooting and hollering about cartoons but not at the moment because i'm off it for lent uh so catch me after easter sunday yeah, it's good for your health man but yeah. i may <laughs> i may as happens with well, a lot of Lent in in years gone past break it for saint patrick's day to post some bullshit but mm. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but you can listen to us myself and Dwayne at least on our own adventure Secret of the Side of Madness which is a, a podcast about enjoying cartoons we don't go crazy uh, <laughs> that can be found at com, also an Apple Podcasts Stitcher Pod Directory and probably
0: your podcatcher of choice so give it a look excellent and uh, Libby where can the listeners find you
1: You can find me on Twitter at Libby Cudmore. You can find me on Instagram at record underscore Saturday, or you can find me over on the shattered shield podcast. Joe, where can they find you?
0: They can find me on Twitter and or Instagram at cordial Wombat or on the Christmas creeps podcast at Christmas creeps. We've kind of taken a break for a while. It's just, it's hard to get people's schedules to line up. Sometimes it happens, but um, I guess the last thing I need to ask is what are we doing on our next episode?
1: Well, next episode, we are covering uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So, oh, my yeah.
0: God. <laughs> <Proper>. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. I can't wait.
1: I thought so.
0: All right. Well, I can't wait for that. And hopefully, uh, hopefully you won't be able to wait for it either. So, until next time, friends, uh, this has been the OST Party. I'm Joseph Wade.
1: And I'm Libby Cudmore.
0: I'm Dwayne Maloney. I'm Na Flanagan. Buy the ticket.
1: Take the ride well, all
4: right. You know you need it It's good for you You know